At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to the show. So happy you're tuning in to Dose of Leadership, our 450th episode, if you can believe that. Approaching our eight-year anniversary here in January 2021. I thought I would cap out the new year, or the, this year, 2020, what a year it's been, with a solo episode. wanted to address the Tom Cruise situation that happened a couple weeks ago. I've been thinking about it over the past couple weeks. And it's really been bothering me some of the responses that I've seen, some of the defense of Tom Cruise. If you haven't um, or you're not familiar, just to remind you, Tom Cruise on the set of Mission Impossible 7 a couple weeks ago uh, went on this kind of rant, this rampage or this outburst, if you want to call it, um, when he noticed a couple of his people seemed to be violating a couple of his employees some of the COVID-19 protocols. Um, let me just play a little bit of the audio of that just to make sure. It's about two minutes long. I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, but just to remind you, this is Tom Cruise, the taped audio of him kind of losing his cool with his team members. Here we go. You're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers! And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again! Ever! And if you don't do it, you're fired. And if I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it! And you too! And you too! And you! Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. Wow. Well, there's about a minute left of that, but I think you got the gist. 
lot of reaction to that, and I want to digest that and go give you my opinion, my dose of leadership opinion on that, uh, because I think that was wrong for what Tom did. So anyway, we'll dive into that. But first, I want to talk about the sponsor of this episode, Equity Bank. Have you ever noticed that most business bankers seem to really understand just one thing? It's it's banking and not much about business. Well, that makes sense because most banks were built generations ago, and now they're often run by quote-unquote caretakers, not business builders. Well, the bankers at Equity Bank didn't inherit a bank generations ago. They built one of their own, and they know that building something takes expertise, it takes vision, it takes hard work. Over the past decade, Equity Bank has built one of the region's fastest-growing banks by working side-by-side with customers throughout their communities in Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And recently, Equity Bank was listed on the NASDAQ exchange, giving them even greater capabilities to take on the big deals that growing businesses need to keep growing. So if you're tired of talking to bankers who've never really had to build a business, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you talk to the bankers at Equity Bank. I know Equity Bank. I've been their proud sponsors of this show, and it's been an honor to have them sponsor Dose of Leadership for the past couple of years. They understand leadership. They understand entrepreneurship. They understand what it means to run a business. So check them out at equitybank.com. That's equitybank.com to learn more. All right, so let's digest this Tom Cruise losing his bearing, losing his cool. First and foremost, the reason why I'm, I'm doing this is I saw so many people come to his defense for what I thought was was fairly an out of control, unacceptable situation. Now, to his credit, the people that were defending him were other entertainers, like Whoopi Goldberg. She said she on the View. She said she gets it. You know, people, you know, don't understand the pressure that he's under. I mean, if this is his movie, if he goes down with COVID, then the movie's done. Okay, that's true. Uh, the stakes are high. COVID-19 is a serious issue, but that doesn't give you a reason to lose your bearing. It's never acceptable to lose your cool. It's never acceptable as a leader to lose your bearing because nothing good comes from it. The moment you lose your cool, it becomes less about the issue and it becomes all about you. And that is one of the cardinal sins of leadership. It's never about you as the leader in the respect of the outcomes you're trying to produce. You're always trying to influence a greater outcome. You're there to be accountable for the whole shooting match. And when if you lose your bearing, you lose your cool, you have a temper tantrum, all of that focus becomes internal, becomes all about you. And there's nothing productive out of it. And so it, it I guess I'm not surprised when another entertainer who doesn't understand leadership in, the, in that culture that I guess they're in in Hollywood, it seems to reinforce this type of behavior, this kind of power struggle, this kind of leadership by fear. They seem to be late to the game in understanding how to influence, how to get things out of people. And I just don't buy the excuse that because the stakes are high and Tom Cruise you know, has his own personal reputation, his personal fortunes, and he loves the movies. He loves the movie-making process and he sees it crumbling all around him. I understand that. I get that. I, I can try to empathize with the pressure that he's under, but I can think of countless examples of where the stakes are high, um, it doesn't give you the excuse to lose your bearing when when things seem to be out of control because it just makes things worse. And so I, I don't buy this logic. And George Clooney even was defending him. He's like, I get it. You know, he didn't, he didn't overreact. I'm quoting George Clooney now. He says he didn't overreact because it is a problem, it being COVID-19 and people not taking it seriously. 
And so even though George Clooney did say in the Howard Stern interview that he may have handled it differently, he doesn't fault Tom Cruise. (laughs) I can understand why they would think that because they don't think like leaders. They, they don't, they're not intentionally thinking about leadership. But to me, again, it's the, it's the cardinal sin of leadership. Listening to that audio recording of Tom Cruise is gut-wrenching because I don't see someone who's trying to emphasize the importance of COVID-19 and the stakes that, that, that we're up against. I see somebody who has lost control and We've all been in those situations where we've had a boss, or maybe we've even been the ones that have lost control, but we've all been on the receiving end of that. Think about how does that make you feel? Well, if we're trying to create engaged teams, you've just totally wiped out any, to- any type of future positive engagement. Because if you're going to yell at me, if you're going to lose your cool, if you're going to lose your temper, coming at me with fear and intimidation, I'm going to hunker down. I'm going to lower my head. I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to protect myself. And I'm sure as hell not going to go out of my way to talk to you, encourage you, be open, be honest, be frank with you because you've shown your true colors or at least the perception is what's going to trigger you. And so now I become afraid of you. And as a pilot, as an aviator, you heard me talk about this. If I did this as a captain, if I ruled by fear and intimidation, there are countless accidents or numerous accidents anyway, where planes have crashed because of someone losing their control, losing their temper, losing their rage, and the crew is shut down, and they would be more willing to crash into a mountain or crash into the ground because they're so afraid to speak up. I could show you the cockpit voice recordings of people where this has happened. It's a real deal. Psychologically, people are going to shut down, and that's what's going to happen with Tom Cruise's team now is people are going to shut down. In fact, I think some people even left. I think seven people left, and I don't blame them. It's like, why would you want to work in that environment? <sighs> Again, I, I can appreciate the stress that he's under, but there's nothing more inspiring or influential than an unflappable leader, someone who can keep their cool no matter what, especially in the worst of crises. When everybody else is panicking, when everything else seems to be out of control, crumbling around them, and in this case, the industry seems to be in a serious situation, COVID-19. Get it. This is the time where leaders have to step up. A leader who keeps their cool, who keeps their bearing, is going to inspire others to follow them and to achieve impossible things, great things. And what Tom Cruise did in that moment is he did the exact opposite of what he's trying to do. He wants people to be inspired. He wants people to to follow the new protocols, this new paradigm of trying to make movies with these new protocols uh, to achieve great things. He wants to prove to the industry that we can still make movies in this new world. But he just did the exact opposite. If anything, Mission Impossible 7 is going to be even harder to make now because of him losing his cool, unless he, he can salvage it. But to celebrate that and to think that this is acceptable behavior it's not. It's beyond me. This is a leader that was out of control. And if you can think, I mean, we can throw countless examples. This, I mean, what came to my mind is like people are like, well, the stakes are high, so he's justified in his actions. Well, let's think about the Apollo 11 moon landing where Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin are sitting there. And then Neil Armstrong took over at the last minute and a half or so because the autopilot couldn't keep up. And it was putting them, he was seeing it was going to put them in a unsafe landing zone. So Neil Armstrong calmly and collectively took over manually. And uh, it was a pretty stressful situation. 
and they landed with about 17 seconds of gas left. One shot. Now what if Buzz Aldrin started freaking out and losing his cool as he's watching Neil Armstrong take over? Or what if Neil Armstrong started having a panic attack? Panic, anger, none of that would have worked in any of those situations. Sully Sullenberger landing on the Hudson, if he would have got angry and lost his bearing and lost his cool, would have been a whole different event. You look at combat where the stakes are, they don't get any more stressful or high stakes. Life or death. You lose your cool, you lose the game. Sports, boxing, football, basketball. You've seen people where they've lost their bearing and they lost the game. Anger, there's no place for it. Look, you may never find yourself in an extreme set of circumstances, but I guarantee you, you're going to be pushed at some point. And we have. In our lives, and especially as leaders, we're going to find ourselves in incredibly stressful, maybe even crisis-fueled situations that require immediate action, that require full engagement by our, our team. We're going to have to right the ship. We're going to have to get ourselves out of this stressful situation, lose our server. We could lose a long-term client, acts of God, nature. All of it requires us at that tone. When those things happen, When those, we have to be unflappable. We have to have level-headed leadership because if we don't, people are going to hunker down. I don't know. It happens too, too often in management and leadership circles, particularly in business. We find ourselves or we find uncontrolled outbursts of anger. And I'm going to tell you that nothing is going to derail any of your efforts more quickly in an instant and have long-lasting negative effects on your ability to lead is when you have uncontrolled outbursts of anger. Now, I'm not against making things uncomfortable. I don't think I've talked about that this enough on this show, is that I think as leaders, you have every right to make things uncomfortable. I've, when you tactfully make things uncomfortable, intentionally make things uncomfortable, it can produce some tremendous results. You know, I'm not talking about everything should be kumbaya. And I don't think, you know, Tom had every right to make people feel a little uncomfortable because the stakes are so high and reminding them. It was just the method that he did it. He went on too long. It was obvious that what was happening here was not trying to make things uncomfortable. It was fear and intimidation. And, and, that's, and that's the key. Is like if you can intentionally make things uncomfortable, it doesn't have to, you know, we're not, you don't have to be friends here. This isn't a family here. This is a professional situation with extreme stakes, a lot at stake. There's a time here to be serious about what we're trying to do. And he's trying to reinforce the COVID-19 protocols because they'll get shut down if they violate them. I get that. He's every right to, to enforce them. He has every right to call out when things aren't, you know, living up to this standards. But he lost it when he stepped away from authentic and inspirational leadership and instead went into an anger tirade. Remember, one of the hallmarks of being a great leader, and this is where the money is made, is your ability to stay composed in the worst of circumstances. That is where you make or you get the biggest return on investment. And that's when leadership is needed. That, that it really is the why we have leaders in the first place. To remain composed in a chaotic situation. Otherwise, bad things happen. So I'm not going to defend Tom. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I understand and I can empathize with, it's a tremendous amount of pressure. But think about what he did and listening to that recording again, what did he do? Did he instill inspiration? Did Again, I'm not, I'm all for, I would have made things a little uncomfortable. I would have pulled these individuals aside and given them a disappointed father speech, which is way more effective in this situation than this anger and this tirade that he went to. Because what he did is he he instilled fear. If you fear you're going to be in the receiving line of anger, or you're going to lose their job, which he was threatening, right? 
you're going to lose your employment. Again, everyone's going to put their head down. Everyone's going to clam up. No one's going to give out bad news anymore. They're going to try to sweep things under the rug. And so things aren't going to get to Tom now if he doesn't change this. Things aren't going to get to Tom Cruise until they're long past the crisis stage. And that's what I'm fearful of is what's going to happen. He created more damage and it's going to go against what he's trying to accomplish with his moving out anywhere. You know, because you're going to want people to be able to have the freedom to speak up without this fear of anger. And now he's just made a zero defects mentality. He put this zero defects mentality bubble over his entire operation. And people are going to hide. They're going to clam up. They're going to sweep things under the rug. And he's going to find out things way too late. And things really will get shut down. It's so vital that we keep calm. Everyone is looking to leaders. Everyone's looking to Tom, in this case for direction, for guidance, how to resolve things. If he doesn't stay calm, which he didn't in this situation, they're going to be lucky if the worst thing that happens on this movie set now is a loss of respect for those around him. Think about that. He's going to be lucky if the worst thing that happens, if he doesn't write this situation, is the loss of respect for those that he, that he, that he got from doing that. That's the worst thing. He's going to be lucky if that's the worst thing. Too often, things are going to go to bad from worse, and that's, that's why it's kind of been eaten at me. I mean, because of instilling that fear and that intimidation, you've just amped up the possibility of something catastrophic happening to the situation. And that's what I don't think a lot of these celebrities see, or at least Tom doesn't see in this situation. I think it's important to understand that anger is a secondary emotion, right? Anytime you see somebody losing their cool, it's always coming from a place of lack. And emotionally intelligent leaders understand this. And so when you see somebody like this losing the coolness, pretty makes sense when you look at this in this way. It's like, why does somebody do this? Why does somebody lose their bearing? Are they bad people? No. All it is coming from, and this is it's definitely clear to me that what Tom Cruise is feeling is he's feeling a lack of control. In some aspect, he feels inadequate or unable to manage the situation. And I get it. He's a perfectionist. His, his livelihood is crumbling around him. And he wants to prove that this can be done in this new world order. And so again, this is a secondary emotion. This anger that he's feeling is used to cover up his fear, his anxiety, his worry, his lack of control. And that makes sense, right? And you think about all the times that you've lost your bearing, you, you, your temper has come to root. It's because you, you were fearful of something. You were anxious about something. You were worried about something. We all know this. And so it's an opportunity for improvement, right? And I think that that's the key here. If you're going to be a leader, we, we're all going to lose our bearing. We've all lost our bearing. We're going to lose it again. We're going to be anger. We're going to have our outbursts. But if you understand that this is coming from a place of lack, it's coming from a place of fear, from anxiety, from worry, this gives you the opportunity to see this adversity as a perspective for opportunity, right? Instead of yelling next time, we need to always calmly explain our dissatisfaction with the performance. Again, like I said, he would have pulled those employees aside that were standing two, within six feet of each other, pull them aside, make them feel uncomfortable in a private setting. It would have been way more effective. And in the future, he set himself up for success that if these employees do it again, he's going to have a, a justifiable, reasonable foundation for disciplinary action, for termination, additional training, whatever the case may be. And what Tom did is he, he's, he's made it about himself. Instead of pulling these individuals aside, it takes a little bit of time. It's frustrating. And you, you're justified to feel angry, right? It's a normal emotion. But you got to understand where it's coming from. And so you've got to find out ways to, to get around these emotional outbursts. So what does Tom have to do? I, I think first and foremost, he needs to be authentic and apologize for his behavior. 
and just be, it's an opportunity for him, if he wants to save this, to say, look, I lost my cool, and what I did was unacceptable. I instilled fear in you, and that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create a kick-ass movie. We're trying to do, do the impossible here. I need all your help. But if we can't adhere to the simple guidelines, then you're not, uh, you know, I'm going to have to get rid of you. I mean, it would have been so simple. To, and, and he can recover from this. But I'm fearful that he won't because I don't know if he if he truly gets it. I, I think Tom is doesn't understand the full aspects of leadership. And I wish he would because he's got a heck of an opportunity here to do something great. I don't know that he will. I mean, I think because, and I don't know, maybe it's a Scientology thing or something. I don't know. I, I think he's used to this, his patterns of behavior, this fear, this imita- intimidation. He thinks that's how things get done. Again, I do think he thinks it's about himself, but he can get so much more and the movie can be so much more if he if he learned a little bit more about leadership. I mean, you keep your cool, you can command everyone. I don't know who said that. I think it was Emerson. That's always stuck with me. You keep your cool, you can command everyone. You lose your cool, uh, all bets are off, and nothing good is going to come out of it. I mean, I sort of see what you think. I mean, I just kind of free-formed my thought here for about 15 to 20 minutes, but it's been bugging me. Uh, 2020 has been a crazy year, but I just saw so many people online and in the public spectrum kind of defending what Tom did, and I think that's the mistake. You know, People don't understand what the leadership side demands of us. It demands a, a tremendous amount of intentionality. This is why leadership is hard. The easy road is to lose your temper, to lose your cool. The hard part is to stay composed. You have to learn how to compartmentalize. And just because the stakes are high doesn't give you an excuse for this type of behavior. I mean, if you think that's the case, again, I get all those examples. You know, I got to fly planes. Every time we take off and the crew with us up there, I mean, we've got 200, 250 lives at stake back there that are depending on us. If the stuff hits the fan, you don't want me or any other crew member up there losing our bearing or losing our cool. Explain to me. How losing your cool or being anger or isolating other crew members in those types of situations is going to produce a positive outcome. It just will not happen. So why making a movie, again, making a movie where there's a lot of dollars at stake here, and yes, livelihoods are at stake, jobs and everything, but is it any more critical than my flight to Rio de Janeiro that I'm going to do tonight? Is that a critical situation? Are, are there lives at stake there? There are. And if something bad happens or something abnormal happens, you do not want me, the captain or the other first officer, losing our bearing up there. You do not want us having a rage fit with our flight attendants. Nothing good can come from it. So I don't buy that argument. I don't. I think Whoopi and... George Clooney and all these other celebrities and anybody else that's defending Tom's actions uh, is looking at it in the wrong way. Yeah, COVID-19 is a big deal, but there's a better way to do it. Keep you cool, you command everyone. Let me know what you think about this. Again, staying composed is one of the critical foundations of the leadership principles I talk about all the time here on Dose of Leadership. Let me know what you think. Richard at doseofleadership.com is the best way to reach out to me. Or you can go to the contact form on doseofleadership.com and fill it out. They'll send me an email. I would definitely will respond. I'd like to hear where you're at in your leadership journey. If you're looking for someone to speak, teach, or coach about leadership, I'm your guy. And if you're finding value in the show, I just ask you to spread the word. Tell somebody. Tell your coworker. Tell your significant other. Tell your kids. 
let them know the value that Dose of Leadership brings to your world. It's because your word of mouth and your spreading the word has kept us front and center on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, keeping us in the top 20 of business management podcasts. It's all because of you and your support, and I appreciate that. I really do. And write a rating and a review. Let me know what you think about the show. It helps keep the algorithm, again, front and center on Apple Podcasts, and that really means a lot to me. Again, check out my sponsor, Equity Bank, equitybank.com. They've been a huge supporter of this show, well over 50 episodes, well over two years. It's a bank that understands entrepreneurship, understands leadership, and they're definitely destined for growth, looking to expand beyond the Midwest here. So go check them out, equitybank.com, if you're looking for a different type of bank. All right. Thanks for tuning into this show. Thanks for being a supporter. This is the last show of 2020, and I'm looking for a great and positive 2021 with great things here at Dose of Leadership, and I look forward to connecting with you. And again, have a great new year, and we'll see you in 2021. Thanks. Thanks.